You're listening to the Tunisia Podcast, hosted by Zizou from Jerba. Visit his blog at zizoufromjerba.com. The Tunisia Podcast, a place for discussions about news, politics, culture, and the arts from a Tunisian perspective. This program is sponsored by Nest, the network of English-speaking Tunisians. Welcome everyone to episode one of the Tunisia podcast. My name is Yed Mahirsi. I'm Tunisian, currently living in Seattle. I'm really happy to start this series of podcasts dealing with uh, my home country, Tunisia. For today's show, I invited two friends. Tarak Shniti and Wasim Benyeder. Tarak Shniti will uh, introduce us to the NEST, the network of English-speaking Tunisians. And Wasim Benyeder will talk about the effects of the global economic crisis on the Tunisian economy. So let's not wait any longer and let's start with Tarak. Hi Tarak, welcome to the show. Thank you Ziad, good to hear you. So we're really uh, happy to have you with us for the episode one of the uh, Zizou Tunisia podcast. Uh-huh. I'm <laughs> and, very happy to contribute. And, uh, can you just introduce yourself to our listeners Tarak? Yes, so uh, I am a Tunisian student at Oxford University. I am doing a doctorate. This is my fourth year. I am based at the Business School of Oxford, and um, my thesis looks into the governance of uh, the Internet. So, Tarak, uh, you are one of the founders, or maybe the founder, of the Network of English-Speaking Tunisians, the NEST, who is mm-hmm. uh, graciously uh, sponsoring our show. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, We would like to hear you presenting um, your initiative and what are the goals and what are the current um, achievements and perspective of the, this movement. Well, uh, the NEST is based on a very simple idea. It's uh, bringing people together from across disciplines and countries um, of residence. What, what unites us is the desire to advance our stance in the English-speaking world as, you know, Tunisia. And um, I think we've had a lot of um, expressions of interest, which are absolutely wonderful. Uh, We have uh, 600 members so far from across many disciplines, not only sciences, but also humanities and arts. And I think it's incredibly uh, helpful for us to get together and strive to strengthen our position in the English-speaking world. Uh, We all know that English is not very widely spoken in Tunisia, unfortunately. And Uh, why is that? Why is that? If we think about it, I mean, Tunisia has established early on, maybe centuries ago, relationships with uh, with, um, with the United States, but also with the United Kingdoms. And 
and also English is taught in high schools in Tunisia since the independence mm. and now we are supposed to have generations of Tunisians who went to school and who are able to speak English. Mm. Well, there's a historical legacy, isn't it? I mean, um, the, we, we did have a French presence for 70 years and it did affect our way of uh, doing doing things, speaking as well. Um, I don't think that English is completely um, um, absent from the realities of Tunisia. I think it is there. It's only spoken in particular contexts. It's not accepted as a popular language. Uh, so the aim of NEST is to sort of popularize uh, uh, the use of English. Uh, it's very important for us to not to confine it to some sort of elite who speaks it. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's useful to, you know, open up um, to all, all kind of layers of society. Um, I think there's uh, increased interest in English in uh, Tunisia. Um, I went to a high school where English was a prominent language. Uh, it was even the language of tuition in the sciences until uh, the early 90s. Um, so th there is a core uh, uh, Tunisian group which was trained in English uh, uh, from, from uh, very early on. And I'm very happy to see that the government's policy now is to um, introduce English in primary schools. I mean, my niece, who's barely seven, uh, can handle a, a discussion in English very well. Uh, and I'm absolutely happy to see that. Uh, so things are moving on. I uh, don't think it's, um, there's any status quo in this area. Uh, and there is a lot the NEST can do in that sense. I think uh, it can uh, bridge the, uh, the, the, the gaps that are currently existing between the Tunisia and the English-speaking world, um, particularly if we take into consideration the fact that um, many investors from the Gulf are coming in now, and um, we're also opening up to uh, uh, Asian countries uh, increasingly. So um, this will be a first step opening up to those, uh, those regions of the world. Yes, yeah, so do you also, I mean, have members that are non-Tunisians among the nest or it's oh, absolutely. a Tunisian club? Uh, we do have non-Tunisian members. Um, I mean, the first non-Tunisian member who expressed interest was uh, a British lady who resides in um, uh, Bni Khaled in uh, northeast Tunisia, uh, who, who's, who's a British expat in the area, and she lives there with her family, and she was very excited about the idea. Uh, so she did motivate me to actually um, include as many people as possible, not just Tunisians. And I think it is very important not to uh, restrict membership to, to Tunisians. I think the, 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 uh, the common objective is to bring together people who have interest in advanced, advancing uh, Tunisia's relations with the Anglo-Saxon world uh, and with the Anglophone world in general, not just um, Britain and the, the US. Um, so yes, we do have members uh, who are not Tunisian. We have Maltese members. We have uh, people from Japan. 
they happen to be married to Tunisians, uh, or there are people who travel to Tunisia quite often, and um, and they're usually very enthusiastic about the idea because you know, as an English-speaking expat in the country, or as uh, the spouse of a Tunisian abroad, you are uh, often disconnected from um, uh, th that linguistic uh, community of practice because um, the, I mean, people immediately uh, would think that you you have to speak French as a second language, uh, which is not always the case. So these people are usually happy to see that they are Tunisian because that means their mother tongue. and. Um, that, that, that's absolutely encouraging for us. Um, I think there's, there's work to be done in this area and these people can contribute. Oh, thank you. And actually, um, are you benefiting of any sort of support from, I would say, other NGOs or foundation or the government or maybe mm -hmm. embassies in Tunisia or... I wish. Uh, well... We did, we did have some sort of, um, um, how can I call this, a moral support. Uh, and I'm very grateful to uh, uh, those people who contributed to our um, um, newsletter and who are diplomats, for example. Um, Ambassador Haneshi, who used to be in uh, Japan, graciously agreed to write to us about his experience of Japan. And it was a wonderful uh, contribution, which... Um, in you know, ability in Japan. Um, there's also Ambassador Stephen Day, who was a former uh, UK ambassador to Tunisia, who was very supportive of the project, and uh, he's also a staunch um, Tunisophile, if I may call him that. Um, so he's, he has always been there for you know matters of um, advice and uh, allowing us to reach out to wide audiences. Uh, but, of course, there are limitations. Uh, we don't have funds, for example. Uh, we don't have any funds at all. This is done on a, on a pure um, voluntary basis. So people uh, join, but they don't have to pay any fees. How, how do they join? Uh, where, where are you based? If I'm interested so, to join Nest, what should I do? Well, for the time being, our only presence is on Facebook. And to me, this is, a, this is already enough. Uh, Facebook is a very good platform for networking. And uh, uh, given that we are not uh, too large, it's only 600 people, uh, I think Facebook does fulfill the um, function of uh, bringing us together for the time being. But of course, we look forward to the future and we want to have uh, a more structured way of interacting. And we wish to have some form of um, formal government uh, support, which would give us some legitimacy uh, uh, as, as an organization. Um, I mean, this is a work in progress. Uh, I don't think we should jump to any immediate uh, actions. Uh, I think we should let things go, and I'm sure that if we gather enough uh, uh, support from within the members, but also if we try to reach out to as many audiences as possible, I think there will be uh, increased interest in us. 
uh, and uh, we, we might end up having some formal sponsorship. That was our first interview with Tarak Shniki, who is the founder of NEST, the network of English-speaking Tunisians. The second part of this very first podcast will be an interview with Wasim Benyeder, who will be talking about the effect of the global crisis on the Tunisian economy. So, hi Wasim and uh, welcome to the show. Alright, thank you uh, Ziad. Thank you for welcoming me on your blog. And I'm so happy, happy to have you with us because I was interested and many people are interested to know about the effect of this global crisis on the Tunisian economy and I was wondering if you can help us with that. All right. First of all, let me uh, introduce myself. So my name is uh, Wasim Benyeder and um, I graduated, uh, did my first five years of school in France, then moved to LA for three years where I graduated an MBA in financial engineering in LMU uh, in Los Angeles. And now I'm back to my country. And there is a reason why I'm back to my country, mainly because I believe in this country. Uh, as you may already know, uh, we had, the, we had the, the president of the IMF coming twice uh, in a row just after um, the events in the United States, the economic events in the United States, to see why our country was doing so good. And uh, there, is, there are a lot of reasons uh, why this country is not struggling as much as its neighbors. And, so you're meaning, uh, the other you, you mean that Tunisia is doing well right now? Well, you know, it's not doing exceptionally well, but let's say much better than other people. Uh-huh. I mean, you, 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 can, you can notice that by our stock market. Our stock market are still positive, showed a 30% increase. Uh, and the turn index for the last year, which is a, a huge amount, when you see uh, what happened in um, other markets. The main reason is that uh, the banking sector, that is a central sector in our country, has been um, uh, safe, safeguarded from uh, the, the, the toxic uh, securities and uh, the toxic loans that uh, triggered the crisis uh, back in the U.S. So that, uh, the healthiness of our uh, banking sector gave our economy um, the opportunity to be uh, in a safe haven while, while other economies were struggling. I was wondering, because many Tunisians who are living abroad might be interested in this question, how do you see... Um, the potential of the Tunisian economy, I mean, to be a, like a kind of safe haven, as you say. Can you give us like some examples on how, why we should invest in Tunisia right now? Well, uh, first of all, you have to uh, keep in mind that uh, Tunisia is an emerging economy. And as an emerging country, you can expect higher returns uh, from any type of investments you're going to make here. I mean, this goes from uh, industrial investments where you can find uh, cheap labor to, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, technologies. Everything is to, to be developed here. And you can use this country as a base to, you know, uh, aggressively attack um, 
our neighbors who are huge uh, potential markets for any of your products. Uh, with that being said, as an emerging country, you have to um, you have to focus also on the the risk profile of the country, and uh, this is particularly related to our uh, risk rating and our political stability. Uh, I must say we're pretty we're pretty good shape here. We have uh, elections coming soon. We've been uh, we've been real. The country has been really well managed with uh, our president in Abdin Ben Ali. He did an amazing job for the past twenty years, and we can expect that to to keep keep on like that. So we are in a stable country, uh, well leaded. So we uh, we can expect the best for. For the future, you were saying that somehow it's an emerging market, but we're also seeing like I mean, India is not doing well, China is not doing well. So, what makes Tunisia different from these emerging markets? Well, the problem with those countries you just cited is that um, they are deeply uh, in business with those economies that are struggling right now. When you're saying that China is struggling, it means that basically China is not selling as much as it used to be in the United States, because United States are not buying that much. Uh, luckily, we've been, uh, thanks to our government and our policies, uh, we've been protected uh, so far from uh, uh, too much dependency and too much intrication uh, with uh, developed countries. Um, this also poses the problem that we, we did not benefit as much from uh, 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 the growth of those economies. But, I mean, you know, I'd rather go step by step and take my time and have uh, a really well-built economy than to uh, rush for 12% uh, growth uh, in GDP per year and then st struggle with uh, inflation and other, uh, other type of problems. So... I, th I think we're, we're we're going the right way. That's that's what I believe. Uh huh. And, and um, so basically, what you're saying is that we shouldn't expect Tunisia to have a, a, a double-digit uh, growth, but you expect it to be in a in a growth phase on the long term, in a steady growth around like six yes, to eight yeah. percent. Yeah. Uh, a positive, steady growth. Mm -hmm. uh, with a bright outlook for the future, and by all means, I mean we are we are totally uh, attracting investors that are looking for a stable place to invest. We're not looking for just you know like people who's gonna uh, try to you know take off uh, as soon as uh, their profit is made. Uh, we're looking for partners you know, to uh, help this country uh, going even further on the right way. You just mentioned the stock market in Tunisia, uh, that the, the index, twin index, is going up. Can you give us a, a, an idea about the stock market and um, who are the actors and the main actors in the stock market? How large is the stock market and what kind of future you expect uh, the stock well, market the to stock have? Uh, the stock market uh, is approximately 10 years old uh, here in Tunis. Uh, it started at uh, 1,000 uh, base points. Now it's at uh, 3,000 base points. We had troubles in the first years of the stock market, but thank, uh, thank you to our authorities and um, not, uh, notably the CMF, the Conseil des Marchés Financiers, that 
has imposed a really stringent uh, control on all the listed companies uh, that are like around 50, there are 50 listed companies right now. So uh, the market is pretty liquid, uh, pretty interesting for those who know it. So if you want to invest, I mean, you have to go and look for a partner that knows the market and knows the company you're, you're looking at. But uh, it's still a small market comparing to other markets, and which is a good thing. I mean, you know, sometimes small is beautiful and you can make good profits uh, when you just know, know your market, know what you're doing and know the rules. That's, that's, uh, that's the most important. Uh, well, uh, thank you so much, Wasim. I just have a last question for you. As the real estate market uh, actually in the U.S. and in Europe is going down, um, and is originally actually is the reason behind this uh, global financial crisis in, in, in some way. And I, I was wondering if, like, the, is, do you consider that the real estate market is, in Tunisia is actually a refuge or is it an opportunity or how... how well, <clears throat> there's, there's a, a very good example that can um, specifically respond to your question. I have, I have a, a friend of mine who's been working in the United States for the past uh, 40 years. Uh, he's married to an American lady. Uh, and during his, uh, his working life, uh, he saved a lot of money in his uh, 41K and decided to uh, invest in a house in a small village uh, next to Tunis, the capital. And his wife was totally against this idea and thought that it was craziness. But uh, when her 41K got divided by two and all her uh, stock savings, you know, take such a beating, uh, while the investment of her, her husband's investments were... Uh, actually you know growing because we didn't have any uh, fall down in the, the real estate market on the contrary we have many investor investors foreign investors specifically coming from all um, rich countries that are interested in uh, putting money on the table and investing in the future of this country uh, especially in, uh, in in real estate so basically to make it simple if I have plans to buy a house, you would advise me to buy it in Tunisia because its value is very likely to go up, while if I buy it in the U.S., its value might go down. Well, I don't know. I think that the, the, the United States uh, market right now is pretty low, so you may have some good deals out there right now for those who still have money. However, uh, I don't think that investing in real estate right now is for everyone in Tunisia. You know, it's a very specific market. If you are Tunisian, I would definitely uh, advise you to do so. But if you just are for an uh, just, you know, come check it out. See the country, see if you like it. I mean, it's a, it's a very uh, different lifestyle from what you can find everywhere else and even around the Mediterranean. So you have to check it out first, you know. See, it's a pretty distant country. So you have to make sure you're putting your money in the right place. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Wasim. Having me for uh, your first podcast, I hope we'll have many listeners and I hope I'll have the opportunity to talk in it again. Okay, Hopefully thank sometime. you so much. You are always welcome, Wasim. <laughs> thank you, Ziad. That's how ended our... Uh... Second interview with a very optimistic Wasim. 
Thank you everyone for listening and let's meet next week for another podcast. You're listening to the Tunisia podcast hosted by Zizou from Jerba. Visit his blog at zizoufromjerba.com. The Tunisia podcast, a place for discussions about news, politics, culture and the arts from a Tunisian perspective. This program is sponsored by Nest, the network of English-speaking Tunisians.